Welcome to Sales Cultures Redefined, where we transform people with purpose, income, and a better life. Here's your host, CEO of Sales Managed Solutions, Lance Cooper. When I was 12, I was fortunate to play third base for a Little League team that won the city championship. Before each game, you could hear and see the spirit of our team. I want you to imagine a bunch of 10 to 12-year-olds hanging on a dugout fence singing a ballad about Oh, Uncle Mort, he sawed off his shorts, he measured by four foot two, and at the top of our voices, and with our still-forming lungs, our song filled the baseball park. Parents of the opposing team stopped and watched, and those in the refreshment stand smiled and gazed in our direction, and across the diamond, our opponents looked on with amazement, and I believe respect, perhaps even fear. As I look back, I realize that many of our games were won before they began. Years later, when my son reached the same age, we relived my youth in a group of little leaguers that ended their season with a record of 17-2. and And instead of singing before each game, we worked through drills as a team, each cheering for the other, balls flying around in an orchestrated pattern, a well-honed choreography. As the game approached, we ran around the field as a unit, no one player outrunning the other. Midway through the season, parents of an opposing team commented about how difficult it was to beat a team that knew each other so very well and seemed to have so much fun. In both instances, do you know who fabricated those wonderful environments? The coaches. And the power of it swept through the teams and into their bats and hearts. I was lucky to remember and appreciate the coaches in my youth and the character strength they built in each of us through hard work, encouragement, and a simple urging to give our best on the field. Great coaches develop a winning spirit of goal achievement among uniquely different human beings. Whether their teams are behind or ahead, competitively outclassed, or leading the field, These coaches continually build commitment, hope, and passion into people. Some coaches coach well, but do not recruit talent well. As a result, their teams do not contain clones of perfectly birthed performers. Instead, they contain people with ordinary skills who achieve goals beyond their abilities. Other coaches, perhaps recognizing their own coaching limitations, recruit well. They then manage talented people into winning teams. Whether coaches recruit well or coach well, great coaches create a winning spirit through an environment in which individuals thrive and accomplish their best work. These coaches do not motivate people. Instead, They create motivating environments in which people want to grow, in which they want to work together, in which they have common goals. Each person accomplishes more on the team than they do alone. Coaching greats infuse a spiritual vitality into work, a winning way wrapped around three main areas of focus, commitment, hope, and passion. Let's talk about commitment first. This is where it begins, with goals. 
with the end point in mind, with clear job descriptions, with a push-the-boat-off-from-shore-do-not-look-back decision about what a coach stands for, about what he or she wants the team to stand for, standards are clear. The direction is certain. In Lewis Carroll's book, Alice in Wonderland, a great coaching moment occurs between Alice and the cat. Alice, would you tell me, please, which way I ought to go from here? The cat, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to. Alice, I don't much care where. The cat, then it doesn't much matter which way you go. Alice, so long as I get somewhere. The cat, oh, you're sure to do that. If only you walk long enough. You see, Alice didn't care about results or a commitment to the future. She just wanted to get somewhere. Do you want to get to a specific performance and income level? Or do you just want to work hard? Which is it? In other words, what level of performance or income is important? Write it down. Having commitments means being specific about responsibilities. The great motivating speaker, Zig Ziglar, once commented, many people are wandering generalities instead of meaningful specifics. Both the cat and Zig tell us to stop wandering around and pick somewhere to go. On a great sales team, new hires can smell the certainty of direction, the clear, unconfusing signals, the here's-what-we're-about purpose of our organization. This brings them into a place of inspiration and gives them a destination for their hope. For even in the dark places of caves and wells, everyone looks for the light and wants out of the darkness and back to where clarity makes opportunities more certain. On these great teams, the goals are before us and the targets well-defined. This means more than a scoreboard, which only tells us where we end up. Yes, for high-activity sales professionals, it means working to achieve an income level, a sales goal, a closing percentage, and an opportunity ratio. Team members know where the coach stands and what is important. The values are clear, honesty, hard work, personal responsibility, customer satisfaction. Processes are simple and followed, but are not above being changed. Processes are built to help people achieve commitments, not for the sake of processes. People speak the truth in one-on-ones and in meetings. They face reality. They understand the consequences and the rewards. They report profit and loss and compare them to their personal or team goals. And most importantly, whether the coach has great people skills or not, each person on the team knows their coach is committed to their personal success as well as a team's success. This is never in doubt. Hope. Great coaches believe the individual will win and the team will win. What they do and say when behind or ahead of goal, whether near defeat or after a loss, builds confidence in eventual success. They keep hope alive in those around them. People are not perfect, but imperfect. They make mistakes, 
They lose their way. Their leaders guide them back into safe harbors and into the light. Even when they have to help reps find new leadership and new employment, great coaches will do this in a manner that helps them keep their dignity and honor as a person. When reps remain in their care and under their leadership, they show belief in them. This is not to say that they coach in a King Arthur's Camelot world of unreality. No, great coaches are realists. They have a healthy amount of skepticism. But if they commit to a rep as a team member, they will always do and say things to help the rep succeed, even in the face of great difficulty and slow progress. When reps remain on the team, they know their coach believes they have what it takes, even during mistakes, when behind goal, or after forgotten commitments. They may not enjoy the coaching process during these times. It may not be an experience that feels good. They will know, however, at the end of it, that the coach cared about them and did things to protect their hope while they grew stronger at their responsibilities. Hopeless teams, or individuals, seldom pull victory from the jaws of defeat. When hope diminishes, When we stop reaching for life, it ebbs away from us faster than before. As coaches, we have an obligation to create an environment that inspires people and their hope in a future. While none of us are perfect, the best of us, although we may be fighting to believe in the light ahead, still endeavor to keep encouragement at high levels for those we lead. With this hopeful spirit carried away from the office, salespeople walk through just one more door. They pick the phone up more times per hour. Their voice inflections cast belief into a prospect's wavering decision. They win more often, they keep the faith. And now, passion. How do great coaches go about their work? With passion, with energy. You can look at them and see the working spirit of committed hope. You can see the early morning rise and the late evening commitment when the load is great on everyone. They do not count the hours at work. Why not? Why don't they count them until 40 hours pass by and the bell rings to go home? Why not stop when the 5 o'clock rush begins? Why not slip into the crowd with the rest? Nothing wrong with that, right? Wrong. Leaders. Do not allow a sense of entitlement in a 40-hour week to creep into their soul and wear away the fabric of their character. Sometimes they weather tougher times and longer hours. When those hours are required and sacrifices necessary for the greater good, real leaders do what it takes to protect their families and those in their care. Go and find William Danforth's book, I Dare You. Originally written in 1936, It is still sold by the American Youth Federation, or you can find copies at Amazon. The 37th edition was printed in 2002. In this wonderful book, Mr. Danforth, then the founder and former chairman of the board and president of the Ralston Purina Company, writes to his salespeople about leading executives. But I do find one common attribute in every one of them, he writes. That is energy. I think if you look at the propelling force of any successful executive, you will find it is energy. True. 
you may find an occasional person who has succeeded in spite of the lack of energy. But of every one of such you, you will find 20 or 30 have succeeded because of it. Yes, great coaches fan the flame of passion in salespeople by their own example. With an intense work ethic, they throw themselves into the tasks and thinking at hand in an effort to win the day. They engage their emotions, thoughts, and actions toward achieving a sales goal. They accept the responsibilities of a sales budget and the care of people needing training, encouragement, and someone to lead the way. They even take on serving in the attainment of another person's needs and wants. They cheer, they challenge, and they confront to help out in the battle for results. When they speak, it may not be with great oration or with a gift of fine words, but it is with strength commitment, and hope. They know what they believe in and they go about work with the passion of a patriot. Their purpose is clear. Do their very best right now with what they have and for what they believe in, and they direct this passion to help the team and each individual successfully achieve. Passion, hope, and commitment prevail for the benefit of others. You have just listened to Sales Cultures Redefined. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and we'll see you at the next episode.